You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's October 8th, 2015. I'm Nicole Bennett. Today's episode, Chris Eaton, Executive Director of Sport Integrity at the International Center for Sport Security, tells Around the Rings that FIFA is in need of a structural overhaul. On Thursday, the FIFA Ethics Committee slapped Sepp Blatter with a 90-day suspension along with Secretary General Jerome Valky and UEFA Chief Michel Platini. FIFA presidential hopeful Zhang Moon Jun was handed a six-year ban from football. Sepp Blatter is suspected of making a $2 million payment to UEFA President Michel Platini in 2011. Included in the list of allegations that surround him right now are striking a World Cup TV rights contract with former FIFA Vice President Jack Warner, who we know is banned from football for life. Eaton, who spent two years working for FIFA, says that the ethics panel's decision to ban Bladder as well as Chung, Platini, and Valky was a long time coming. Well, I think that uh, a lot of people could have predicted that. It was probably likely to take place. So I think once the, uh, the Swiss investigation exposed uh, the $2 million, uh, Swiss franc payment to Michel Platini, there's no suggestion that's a payment of an illegal nature. Uh, the suggestion is it's a disloyal payment, which means not in the interests of the FIFA organisation. So it's a, essentially a company or a business offence rather than a criminal offence, as I see it anyway. But I think once that became clear, then uh, there was always a matter of time, I think, before there was some uh, uh, integrity challenge to uh, to set Blatter. The whole thing has been inevitable for years. You know, the reality is that uh, FIFA has been subject to sustained allegations of malfeasance and corruption for a long time, you know, at least a decade. And sometimes they've been found, most times, though, they've been dismissed as being uh, irrelevant or unimportant or simply they've waited the time out. I believe that uh, this has been a long time coming, quite frankly, and uh, it's been a death by a thousand cuts when it could have been a very quick and a very sustained reform of FIFA several years ago that has been replaced by a very painful, drawn-out saga and scandal. So Blatter's advisor, Klaus Stolker, has said that he doesn't think this is the end for the 79-year-old. He says that Seb Blatter will have the final word on all of this. What, from your perspective, happens next? What do you think Blatter's next move will be? Well, he has options now, of course, as does Michel Platini and uh, Jerome Velk uh, and, uh, and Chung. Uh, they have a, uh, an ability and a capacity or at least a, uh, a, an allowance to appeal to the FIFA Appeals Committee. Uh, and if that doesn't work, they still have the CAS, the, the uh, Court of Arbitration for Sport, available to them too. So there are appeal processes uh, against, this, uh, against these suspensions. And it's likely, I understand from Michel Platini's statement, that he will do that, that he will appeal it. But the point is the damage has already been done, sustained damage has been done to the FIFA reputation. And we mentioned, like you just touched on, Platini, Jerome Valky was handed a 90-day suspension, and Chung Moon-Jeon, who is a presidential or was a presidential contender, someone who was thought to take over probably in the future for Sepp Blatter. What do you make of all of this in a broader sense? What does this mean for world football, for other international federations? How does this affect them? Look, the most serious issue here is that sport has always claimed autonomy and independence from uh, or from everybody really uh, this uh, cherished notion 
of autonomy. You will recall that Thomas Bach, the first task he took when he became the president of the IOC was to create an autonomy committee. That was his first task. It wasn't an integrity committee or an integrity platform. His first task was to try to preserve the so-called autonomy of sport. Now, I respect that position, but clearly self-regulation in the sport governing body arena is not working and has not worked. Self-regulation does not work in an industry uh, uh, that assembles a great deal of a great deal of money, enormous commercial enterprises, enormous liquidity in their competitions and in their businesses, and governance has suffered because of that. So now time, completely now time, for an independent mechanism that uh, advises and supervises and oversights sport governing bodies. So I think the key the key lesson we have today, today from FIFA is that sport governing bodies have to relinquish this cherished notion of complete independence and autonomy, recognise they are criminally liable and in any jurisdiction, and secondly, that they do need support across all sports in an independent, neutral way to ensure they are conforming to the minimum standards of behaviour in a business context. So do you think the ethic panel's decisions to, across the board with these top FIFA figures, hand down these bans, suspensions, do you think that signals a new era for international federations? I think it's the beginning of it. Uh, I don't think they had any real choice but to do what they did. Uh, certainly it took courage, I believe, from uh, Bublé and from uh, Eckhart to, uh, to, to make the decisions they did today because it's a very serious decision to suspend the president of, a, of an enormously large and significant uh, sport governing body like FIFA. Right, and one who's been at the helm for 17 years, you know. Well, yes, but of course. But again, I say that there's been scandals at least mooted, if not obvious and if not proven, for many years in any event. This, is, as I say, has been a long time coming. So what else do you think, I know you've touched on this a little, what else can be done to clean up FIFA's image in particular? I think FIFA needs to rebuild. Uh, and I don't mean reform, I mean rebuild from the ground up. The problem with FIFA is that most people identify FIFA as being all of football. In fact, it's not. There is no continuity of control between FIFA and right down, say, to the club level. You know, for instance, uh, confederations like UEFA are completely autonomous of FIFA. Federations are members of both confederations and FIFA. In other words, there is no clear and distinct line of control uh, in policy matters in football. That has to be addressed. And the best way to address that is for FIFA to become the model of behaviour become the integrity model and the management model for all of football. At the moment, it is quite frankly the antithesis of that. And it needs to address this in a very positive and a very strong leadership way. The, the most important thing that will occur in the next few months is the election of a new president of FIFA. There's been some debate as to whether that should be an independent person from outside of football. I don't think that's a fair observation, really. Uh, there are so many people involved in football around the world. It's a massive uh, number of people who are involved in the administration of football around the world. There must be people, there are people of great value, great skill and great integrity. They have just been prevented over the last few years, or the last perhaps two decades, from emerging because of the cabal nature of the existing structure. So they must change the structure. The structure must divide the governance responsibilities from the business responsibilities. In other words, the governance side of the house, the people who value sport and the values of sport are promoted and values of football must dominate over business. 
Well, Issa Hayatu, head of the Confederation of African Football and an IOC member from Cameroon, has stepped up to act as FIFA president for the time being. Uh, I guess, what do you think of him in, in terms of what candidates do you think stand out right now who could maybe take over FIFA at a time like this when it's facing so much controversy and crisis? Well, let me just talk facts. Issa Hayatu has uh, already been subject to IOC uh, sanctions. Uh, and... Uh, He's been successful in, uh, in his uh, management of the African Confederation, but this is a totally different ball game. I believe he will be completely out of his depth here. Uh, he has already said himself that he's a caretaker president. You know, caretaker anybody don't work, does not work in organisations of this nature. There's no way that a caretaker president will be able to operate and, and protect FIFA from further criticism, further harm, up until February next year. I think there has to be something more... Uh, uh, significant and serious done before that. But nevertheless, I think some of the candidates that have, a, have already announced their intention, and it's not over yet, there'll be other candidates I'm sure that will announce their intention to run over the next few uh, few days or weeks, uh, and I think there are some very good candidates in there. And I think that there is a chance that FIFA can be really led out of this crisis uh, and become what it should be, as I said earlier, the model of behaviour, the model of an organisation structure for all of football. So what did you make of, just out of curiosity, when everything broke with the American investigation into FIFA, what, what did you make of all of that? What was your initial reaction? Well, my initial reaction was, thank goodness someone's doing something serious about rescuing and saving uh, football administration. I think the FBI investigation uh, and the uh, Attorney General investigation from the US has been fundamental in reshaping the, the mindset of people who surround football and sport generally. You know, I don't think we can, uh, uh, in history, we will ever be able to say anything better than the USA federal justice system has done a great service to global sport. Well, is there anything you wanted to add in, in uh, regard to the suspensions or ICSS statement on the suspensions? The suspensions are only just the start uh, of of a, a great uh, reconsideration, a significant reconsideration of the way in which football governance is administered in the future, as I said before. Uh, and I believe that we don't want to overplay uh, these suspensions because there's still some legal process to go ahead. I just think we need to realise that this is the, the first time that uh, someone is so significant and several people, we're not just talking about Sepp Blatter here, let's not dwell on the personalities, but they are significant personalities. These, these people are so significant that people are really shocked. And, and, and as I said, when you first asked the first question, I'm not shocked, but so many people are shocked by this. Uh, it surprises me because, you know, we don't want to personalise this. Just changing the people is not necessarily going to change the organisation. It has to be far more fundamental than that. This is about the corporate culture of FIFA, the corporate culture of football, the scandals that have been uh, widening up in football over the last five years, particularly with match fixing and with the corruption of administration, have been so deep, so wide in scope, that uh, it is absolutely crying out for rebuilding, not merely reform. And rebuilding needs absolutely powerful leadership and, uh, and a big plan. 
was Chris Eaton, Executive Director of Sport Integrity at the ICSS, with his take on the FIFA Ethics Committee's suspensions of four football heavyweights. Be sure to check in to Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. Thank you.